Hey, Corby. It's Maddie. Um, just wanted to let you know I said this crazy story about Aunt Becky from Full House. Straight up bribed to college to get her kid into school. I could not believe that that's who it was. I made the connection and it blew my mind. And I was just thinking about my own, you know, role models on TV growing up. And honestly, Miss Frizzle would never... So this is your warning. Just make it, let your kids watch Magic School Bus and that's it. Much better role models. Uh, bye. Uh, hey, Maddie. Uh, I was just catching up on some old shows from my kidhood and I stumbled upon Hey Arnold and truly a gifted show. I mean, is it a shirt? Is it a kilt? <laughs> we'll never know. But I was just so interested in their theme song, which isn't really a theme song. It just goes... Arnold! Arnold! Hey, Arnold! And like, what? what is that? I don't understand. Um, anyways, call me back. I need to really discuss this. to the long awkward pause podcast where we bridge the gap between our lives and the distance between us i'm co-host corby i am co-host maddie hello welcome hello our little lap dogs hello lap dogs it's so wonderful to see you <laughs> so wonderful to see you in spirit and in soul <laughs> thank you Thank you. Yes, that was beautiful. Um, inspiring words from last week's cult leader, Corby. Thank you. Um, yeah. So it's it's weird today. We're talking to you all a mere week after the last time we were, a mere couple of weeks after we last talked to you. So what are we going to do other than mind the gap with the very many things that have happened to us in the last six days since we last recorded? Maddie and I have found ourselves in quite the predicament. Um, we're like, what are we talk about it legitimately now that we're back at it it's like what what was happening in our lives weekly yeah i know i think the real thing is that we're being unmasked people are going to realize oh (laughs) all they do is work and then watch tv and try to work out and that's like basically it so they're basically trying to be humans and we're not here for that we're here for that extraterrestrial excitement yeah that's one (laughs) thing okay speaking of tv because that's my other hobby apparently besides working (laughs) (laughs) as it should be as it should be, yep. That's the one thing that always got me about Parks and Rec, because it's about them and, like, their professional lives and stuff like that. But everyone has so much time for, like, hobbies and side quests and stuff. And I'm like, I don't have the True. energy for half of this crap. I agree. I saw my therapist again today, because <gasps> it's really routine. Um, hey, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Corby's therapist? Dr. Corby's therapist. I saw him. Mm-hmm. He was truly um therapeutic uh but he had brought up like you know start thinking of some things that you can do to feel more social and to feel more engaged other than what you do now because he was like now that things are slowing down at work like figure out things that you can do after and it was just like blank like i don't (laughs) it was like what the (laughs) like i'm sorry i don't understand the question (laughs) i always just like imagine like um, am I just gonna start a surfing group or something? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, don't you want to found a surfing group? N- yes, yes, we'll follow that logic down okay. because so that's because... what I said. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm I'm your friend. I have just googled what do people do for fun. Um, it says mm. go to the park. I do that often, but like okay. 
But the, you're, we have to connect. Keep going. We need. I need to connect okay. with people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, watch the sunset. With other people? Maddie, come on. <laughs> it says, um, no, it just says you by yourself. No, actually, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, it says, uh, find a great spot in your community and catch the sunset. It just says to do it. So when you have a question about how to do it, it will just double down, apparently. Okay. <laughs> Have you done okay. that yet? I yeah, I've actually yeah been outside to see the beautiful San Good. Diego sunset see, many is, times. Then this is what you can tell your therapist next time when he's like, "You should do stuff that it's fun." You're like, "I googled what do people do for fun, and I do two <laughs> of those things." So, how about this? Do a road rally with friends. That will help you What's make connections. Road with rally. I have no idea. <laughs> a road I have rally. no idea. I'm imagining something um, disturbing. Okay, well, well, scary. You know, that's not the attitude of someone who wants to take their therapist suggestion. So let's that's plan true. a road rally with your friends. That's true. Let's, okay. What you elements what? do we need for a road rally? We need a road. Obviously. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm guessing like a lot of like hot dogs and chili. Mm, sure. That sounds very mm-hmm. road rally. Like, since like, it's a yeah. rally, I feel like we need some signs, right? Yes. A road rally. So like some homemade cardboard signs. Mm-hmm. Thinking one might say, go, 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 and like with a dash A for each of them. So you're like, oh, okay, there's some flair to this go. It's not just a, right. know, it's not just It's a not the usual stop. everyday go that you see when you're driving Absolutely. down the road. Absolutely. Yeah. Another one says, nice asphalt. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just those two repeated throughout the crowd. Just those two. That's for all of your friends, right? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone can use that one. Very universal. Okay, so so when are you going to do your road rally? Um, I'm thinking August 10th. August 10th, okay. Yeah. So, Lapdog, stay tuned for a mm-hmm. Facebook event, which is going to be Corby's Road <laughs> Rally with Friends. We, have to, we should make some actual signs. <laughs> Ooh, this is much better as a suggestion. Grill something new. Grill something new. Something new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So don't grill something old, like that old tired out, like portobello mushrooms or zucchini or chicken. No, grill something new. Um, no, I just like the idea that they think right away that I have a grill available. Grill That's something true. new. Grill, grill something, something new. So this obviously one of the prerequisites is to have a grill, exactly. But if you don't have a grill, because obviously not everyone has a grill, you could do item 14 on this list. Scan your old photographs. <laughs> what? That does scan that's a, scan that's a your old activity. so take your old physical photographs that you own in boxes, right? That you've gotten developed from film and and use your scanner on them. Because okay. not everyone has a grill, but everyone has physical photographs and a scanner. And a scanner for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's something that I can do at home um maybe even with a friend. With the friend, there you go. So then you're also connecting with people in your community by scanning your old photographs. Absolutely. Thanks, Manny. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> this is what I'm here for. Here for. Here, here for. for. <laughs> in the Midwest, too long. And by too long. Oh my gosh, number 34 is write out your life plan. Maddie, drop the website. This escalated so fast, though. It's like, do fun stuff with your friend, and then weird ones like scan photographs, and then it's like, oh no, look your mortality in the face and write out a plan for what's going to happen between now and then. That seems a little, like, intense. <laughs> You're there writing 85, plan funeral. <laughs> like, it just got so real. I was just trying to have fun. You're telling me to have a life plan? Are you kidding me? Um, so, Maddie, let's uh, do what we do best, which is mind the gap. Yes. For all of our, I was going to say, all of our Reddit users. <laughs> I was reading the word Reddit at the same time. Uh, Lapdogs here. I'll, I can start, because I know. Yes, please I, were do. Were you fishing for one? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I've done very little this week. So, when I was in Minneapolis, I met up with an old friend who introduced me to the show Shit's Creek. Where did that Shits, one? Shit's Creek. Um, and so I watched an episode with them and then I came back here and I started watching it this weekend. It is hella funny. So good. So many people have, have recommended that to me. Yes. Which is funny because like a lot of people for some reason on Bumble have recommended that to me. Mm. Um, which is an interesting demographic, but, but sure, I'll take it. (laughs) I think the, the show, the 
the show would not be what it is without Catherine O'Hara, the actress. <sighs> she is truly like a gift to that show. She's she's Canadian, work. isn't she? I think so. It's a Canadian show. Yeah. For most um, of my life, anytime we'd watch something, um, and someone would say they liked an actor, if they were Canadian, my dad would immediately go, "Oh, they're Canadian. You know, they're Canadian <laughs> because he's Canadian." And so he had to carry his his homeland pride into well, so everything. So far, it is based on true events. Because um, she's, yeah, she's just very good. The accent she does is like, she's not doing like a British accent or anything, but it's just, it's so bizarre the way she talks and the way she says like baby. It's like baby. And it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. That's so watch cute. it. It's on Netflix. Cool. So a us. great new show that all the Bumble babes love. Um, I'm into it. Then I can become relatable on Mumble. (laughs) Are you ready for me to mind the gap? I am so ready. (laughs) So we have this in common that it's about a TV show because Corby and I do a lot of work and then that's basically it. (laughs) (laughs) I used to have hobbies. True, true. (laughs) Uh, um, I've been watching Shrill on Hulu and I absolutely love it so far. And I'm trying to pace myself because I like it so much. I don't want to like get through it all at once. Yeah. Um, A.D. Bryant is just a gift to humanity. The whole like themes of like self-love and taking up space and like being in your body in the world and being assertive and like asking for the love that you need. It's so good. I wish I could like make Mm -hmm. all of my clients watch it. It's fantastic. It's so Um, good. But one of the things I've been really inspired by is her style in that show. And I know that that some of the stuff is like custom made for her and things like that, but I've been basically hunting for the type of dress that she's that she wears, yeah. like a few different types. There are some that are, that are like button up, and then they're red and kind of floral and have long sleeves. And I'm like, I bet I can find that. If it's not yeah. that exact one, I want to find one like that. Yeah. So I shall continue my hunt, dear lap dogs. If any of you find a beautiful long sleeve red floral plus size dress, let me know because I'm on the prowl. Yes. Yeah, that show that show is so inspiring. I think like the first episode or something or it's just like every other episode I wanted to just like ball cuz it's I know. It's very, I mean it's very relatable obviously oh, totally. being like a fat kid and a fat mm-hmm. adult, let's be yeah, honest. Yeah. But um Aidy Bryant just truly delivers and everything oh, totally. that she does in that she show. She needs so to get nominated like, for something. Please. Also the, there's I think it's episode 3 the one I just watched they have this like body positivity self-love pool party with all mm-hmm. of these like fat women and i guess mainly it looks like women identified people who just like go and have this beautiful pool party just dressed mm-hmm. in these awesome swimsuits and i was like i want to do that so badly <laughs> so wonderful mm-hmm. yeah i think at the end of that episode uh, spoiler alert is when i cried because she like she is like talking about i think her relationship with her mom at the end of the episode yeah and it was just like what her mom would give her and you mm-hmm. just kind of like eat this bowl of special k instead yeah. of the dinner that she made for everyone else and i was like oh mm-hmm. my gosh so good yeah. um yes if you love troubled relationships with parents um learning to <laughs> you be know yourself I love that. this is the show <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of my ideal um yeah. yes good show Good recommendation. Good, Good minding yes. of the gaps. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about things. Let's talk about things. Before we get into things, though, I have two things. Yes. Two shings. The first one is I have a correction uh, from the last episode. <laughs> correction. Um, correction from the last episode. I was trying to think of what we could call corrections to make it our own. I was trying to think of, like, long distance like a long distance sure. pun. So, Maddie, I know your mm-hmm. brain can work oh, no. well. <laughs> I'm like, you're, wait, you're better to make a pun. with puns and jokes. Um, so, my correction is that I said Santa Fe was at the bottom of Ooh, California. Ooh, return to sender. Return like to long... sender. Return to sender. Okay, yep. Here's my Bam. return to sender. I have two small return to senders from the last episode. Uh, mm-hmm. I said Santa Fe was at the bottom of California. It is incorrect. Um, what I meant to say was San Diego, where I live. Oh, but I was okay. like so delirious. I re I heard it back when I was editing, and I was like, I can't even edit it out. Like it was just so. It was such a like <laughs> stupid comment. Uh, and but for context, you were pretty Diego. sick when we recorded was, that too. I was straight up the sickest dog in the world. You were very um, ill. And the other return to Cinder I have, uh, we had a former. <laughs> A former guest, Feather, called me from Hawaii. She was on her bike listening to the episode and lost her mind when I said something. 
I said Rancho Santa Fe, and mm-hmm. she was appalled by my shitty Spanish. <laughs> so, for Feather, As she should be. Else, I'm sorry, Feather. It was, it was Rancho Santa Fe. Oh. So Rancho, not Rancho, like my <laughs> my very Indiana slang, Rancho. Hi everyone, welcome to Rancho. <laughs> yes, forgive so us, Feather. Rancho. We are in the mid from the Please Midwest. Do you have anything to correct, Maddie, or are you just a perfect? Oh no, I was being? flawless. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking. I was like, I'm the only one that ever corrects myself. So either you're not listening this to is... the episodes. Or oh no, no, I'm flawless. listening. I just apparently don't care. <laughs> Or I just think like, eh, close enough. I better never record something about something really important because I'm going to be like, eh, close enough. And the people are like, I died because I listened to your shitty episode. <laughs> I like how there are ghosts. They're back from the dead. Right. I died because of you. Right. Oh, that's true. They wouldn't be ready. They were actually dead. See, I'm not going to even correct that because I think it's funny. So this is why I have no return to senders. <laughs> just blatant, uh, unearned confidence. Um, so the other thing I have today to start our episode off, cause we haven't done it in a while mm-hmm. is a spooky shit. <gasps> spooky Sp- shit with Corby. Spooky. I'm so excited. So um, so this was a follow up. Um, so after the podcast last week about cults, I kind of dove deep, um, <laughs> into uh scary cult stuff so one there is a show on hulu or it's on a and e but it's now premiered on hulu called cults and uh extreme beliefs oh my gosh the first episode was about nexum <gasps> yes so I don't, so listeners isn't that like some weird yeah this that's like a weird cult with like a celebrity or two in it yes so just to give a very brief because you should watch the show on hulu but uh nexum is very much alive today essentially it is a sex, like, basically a sex slave. Um, mm-hmm. But these women are following this and they're becoming sex slaves to the main guy. And Oh my gosh. It's so messed up, but there's an actress in it. There's several actors, but there's an actress in it from Smallville. I believe oh. Smallville. And she's on trial now for it. So. Oh, wow. Oh, she was, like, in it, in it. Mm-hmm. Like, this yeah, is she was, your, like, your... actively recruiting people and... Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of the women went through her because she was a beautiful, wow. fun. Sure, friendly, right, and face. of course you're gonna trust some like beautiful, friendly woman. Obviously, oh, that's so sad. <sighs> so yes, so the show is called uh, Cults and Extreme Beliefs. The second episode's about Jehovah Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, so I'm excited. So cool. I haven't gotten to that one yet, but mm-hmm. uh, anyways, is it spooky though? It's pretty spooky. I think cults yeah. are so spooky. Oh, totally. But, on to the real spooky shit. I'm sorry, I've been talking so much, guys. You're like, <laughs> Wait, that more wasn't Maddie, the more shit. Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this was uh, my follow-up to Heaven's Gate, the cult that I talked about last week. I found mm-hmm. out a detail that I thought was real spooky. All of the bodies of the people who um, did the mass suicide, mm-hmm. they they laid themselves down in their beds. They put, I think they put a sheet over themselves. I don't know if it was like the corner or whatever. Um, and they were all wearing Nike shoes. The oh, same. They were like all the wearing the same pair, pair. basically? Yes. Oh, wow. And Why? so every picture you see of it, because I'm that freaking weirdo who, like, Googled uh, Heaven's Gate. So all the pictures, they all have the same pair of Nikes. Uh, and I found out a little bit about it, because I thought it was like, that's so creepy. <laughs> uh, so it says, almost two decades later, the story of the Nike employee who sold and hand-delivered the shoes to the cult delivered or leader has been revealed through Reddit. As Whoa. it turns out, the Nike sales rep was so proud of his big sale that he delivered them to the house and asked, is this for a basketball team? Oh my gosh. They were like, to yes, which, a basketball uh, team of death. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> to which um, he was replied to with something like that. Um, wow. Said employee also came across two individuals who were similarly connected to Heaven's Gate, a restaurant employee who served the cult their infamous last meal of iced tea and peach cobbler, and an insurance salesman who sold Apple White insurance policies for alien abductions. Oh, wow. Oh, they all had, like, life insurance for alien abductions? Yeah. That's, I mean, that is forward thinking. I'll give them that. It truly is. It's just, like, so spooky that that guy, like, delivered the shoes to this group who was like, yeah, we're just going to wear it 
because we need to, you know, run fast to our new bodies. Was, I don't know was what. Was there a reason for, like, know. Nike specifically? I couldn't find anything. Oh, um, that's crazy. I wonder, I mean, like, if that person, I wonder if that guy, like, thought about that then. Or, like, would think, okay, well, you know, I, I had either I had part of this or who knows what the next uh, delivery is going to be. What kind of, like, mm-hmm. weirdness is going to happen then. Gosh. Well, he is now president of the United States. President <laughs> Donald Trump, come on out. From lowly <laughs> cult shoe delivery man to president. That's that's the American dream. Humble beginnings. Truly, humble. Truly humble. We are going to talk about something very, very, very important today. Which is... TV shows from our childhoods that we yes. found like important and influential. Yes, these are the shows that all of you are going to go, hmm, or you're going to go, oh, yeah. And I'm going to hazard a guess as to who will get which of those reactions. My TV (laughs) shows are Corby's. I just want to remind everyone I was homeschooled and we didn't own a TV for a large amount of my life. Sure. (laughs) Sure. So Um, I will be very relatable. But Corby, I don't know if you're going to be relatable, so, you know. no. (laughs) I basically just watched the Rugrats backwards most of my life, so <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my story. Okay, it's we're out of spooky work. shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so influential TV shows from your childhood, and I kind of when I was thinking about this, I was thinking like earlier childhood, so like until I was probably like twelve or thirteen or something. Like I was pretty young. Um, so the first one I want to talk about is. The Adventures of Sinbad, which aired <laughs> between 1996 and 1998. So I would have been, ooh, I was little, man, because uh, I was born in 1991, so I would have been like five or six, and I don't remember if we watched reruns or what, but I do remember it was the 90s, like we were watching it in the 90s. Um, it was it was about Sinbad, like the, the, you know, sailor of the seven seas or whatever. It was very swashbuckling. Um, it was probably a little bit more violent than maybe I should have been watching at like age six or something like that, but super fun, super, super campy. But I remember just being like, this is so much fun at the time. And mm-hmm. there were like recurring villains who were very 90s and like, you know, the, the female villains with like the really dark brown lipstick and like the very spindly eyebrows. And then um, everyone had like that sort of floppy, like middle parted hair all the guys did and like mm-hmm. the sort of... Uh, sweatband style hair things um so good like the the swords were so thin you could like see them wobbling as they're like trying to fight each other and things like this (laughs) but it was the most exciting show of all time for me and honestly i think that is part of why i have i just have such a love for like fantasy adventure um swashbuckling sort of period piece type stuff even today like probably the fact why you know the reason why i play so much D is partially and thanks to the adventures of sinbad from the 90s um maddie i do have to just applaud you on your dedication <laughs> um i don't know what that show is i've heard of it's it. really I obscure i was it. i think it's more obscure i don't know that's the thing because by the time that we moved from the house that we lived in when i watched this show we didn't have a TV for a few years. Mm. So I don't know how well-known it was because I really didn't have a conception of like what was well-known for like a large part of my childhood. But you can look it up online. There are some very 90s pictures of... <laughs> Did it have any S-E-X in it? I don't remember there being any sex in it. I don't remember if that was just because like it went over my head and I didn't know what was going on, if there was like any innuendo, or if like... We taped it and fast-forwarded it, or what happened, but I don't <laughs> think there was. I'm okay. also very, like, reluctant to go back and watch it again, because, like, I know I'm going to be <laughs> um, disappointed by how probably campy and cheesy it is, because mm. I remember it as pure, unadulterated entertainment that was perfect. I'm going to do the trifecta of the late 90s here. So these were three shows that not only did I love... Um, but they really gave me the energy I needed to carry well into the 2000s. And that was Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the Charmed, Obviously, and Dark yes. Angel. Ooh. Okay, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I know. Charmed, I don't know if I know that one. You don't know Charmed? No. 
I was too busy watching the Adventures of Sinbad, clearly. Oh my gosh. Okay, so <laughs> let me start from the beginning. I won't explain Buffy because I know listeners are like, we get it. Oh, um, I know Buffy. I love Buffy. Charmed is about three sisters who discover their witches, and it is the most campy show in the world. <gasps> But in the beginning, it's really like about the drama. It's like a mm-hmm. it's like a a true drama show with, uh oh, there's demons or uh oh, uh-huh. we're gonna so have it's to like do a if spell. Grey's Anatomy was witches type of thing. Yes, yes, it was it was oh, everything that you needed. Awesome. It was it was cool '90s hair, cool '90s clothing. Oh, um, totally. It it was just <laughs> we can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't explain it. As the show goes on, it definitely gets like worse. Like it's it's more, it's more about like what scampy outfit we could put oh. our main actors in as like they go further. But it truly, it's it's all centered on Piper Hallowell, the the middle sister in the beginning, who then becomes the big sister because the big sister dies in the third season, which is hello <laughs> good morning <laughs> a bold move truly that it's a bold move geez. um they killed off shannon doherty and then piper hallowell takes over as a big sister this show it would not be what it is without her shout out to wow. holly marie combs i love you i still follow you on twitter because i love you <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that's a deep and abiding love right there <laughs> man i sound um, weird today i said abide and love <laughs> i was like okay <laughs> It's a deep and bad love. That's my new country single. That's when that that hot Minnesota air really get to you. (laughs) And you just about that unabided. Yep. Yep. Um, So that was Charmed. It's eight seasons of ridiculousness. Um, Start to finish a beautiful watch. It really is like a good, like, you don't want to think too hard, but you also Mm want to see cool tricks and things on television. Sure. Watch Charmed. I was going to say, I feel like the 90s had that, like, they just really leaned into being campy, like mm-hmm. a lot of those shows. Like, nowadays, if Sinbad, The Adventures of Sinbad, well-known, <laughs> beloved 90s show, were made nowadays, it would be, I think, a lot more, like, dark and gritty. They probably mm-hmm. would be S-E-X in it. Um, um. <laughs> some boobies, maybe. It would be very Game of Thrones, <laughs> you know? Um <laughs> Maybe, but shh, you can't say that. Um, <laughs> but I think it was just, I mean, the fact that it was in the 90s and the fact that this show Charmed is in the 90s is like the campiness is kind of like refreshing to look back on in some ways. It I is. mean, like you cringe a little bit, but it's also like, ah, that's so optimistic. I, tr- I mean, I truly think that we are at the peak of um, like television right now. I think mm-hmm. people have really figured it out and there's obviously tons and tons of shows who don't make it and aren't very good. But I think like... Like just they they have figured out the formula of what people want to watch, and they've also they've doubled down on the quality and the, mm-hmm. the dialogue and the characters. But yes, something about the '90s was just so like it doesn't matter. Throw everything in the air and right? just you know catch what you need for this episode. And yeah, it's like, do we want to add this thing? Oh, yes. Is it even a question? Whereas nowadays people write with more restraint and like planning and all of that. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to get a Breaking Bad for the '90s, but you also won't get a Charmed happening now because right. you know even Sabrina like. I love the show Sabrina, um, which I only actually watched as a graduate student, so that does it's not a really <laughs> that's not a really good childhood show. But the Sabrina that they're making now is way darker and scarier and more like gritty. No, I'm too scared. <laughs> it's I did not like it in the beginning, but I think it was worth the investment. But yes, it is starkly different is that the right Right, it's a big tonal shift right because you're going from something that's really campy to the point like you know their little animatronic cat salem who's just like i'm a cat and you're like oh my gosh that's the fakest looking thing i've seen in my life (laughs) to it being much darker and grittier and um, which again is is fine it's excellent television but i i miss the campiness Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways yeah i think in a lot of ways new television is challenging us which is good that you know we're it's challenging us to dive deeper and to um show more empathy with people and to really be invested in that way but i don't know charm did all of that and still was a terrible show so i don't know what truly they an icon <laughs> so the last one sorry and then i'll stop talking the last one of my my triad of shows of the late 90s because i think buffy came out in 97 charmed was 98 and then dark angel was either 99 or 2000 but it's a show with Jessica Alba. Uh, uh, oh. Uh, okay, I can just stop there and take it home. She was in a show in the 90s? Yes. She was. This was this was pre-baby. Um, 
Jessica Alba, she had her dark hair, like she wasn't blonde then. Um, this was before Fantastic Four, before mm-hmm. Into the Deep is blue, or one of those. Um, but yes, so she was a part human, part cat hybrid Oh, young that's woman. not the direction I thought no, you were going. He's a dark angel. Like, it's about a part listen, human, part cat, uh, as it is. Listen to this concept. <laughs> It was, it took place uh, 10 years after, so it, I think it took place in like 2019, like I think that was the direction or something, mm-hmm. um, but basically there was a terrorist attack that cut out all of um, our electronics and things like that and kind of made the world start over, so everything's really gritty and whatever. On top of that, <laughs> on top of that. It is a hip hop themed show. What? I am not joking. <laughs> it is legitimately hip. Like all of the music is like, like it's all like oh it's all gosh. shitty shitty hip hop. Everyone's so wearing good. Like, big baggy pants because like that's the future. Like low rise yes. cargo pants. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll be like a metallic jacket, but with the big, you know, like it was so disgusting. Um, but yeah, so then it's like there's this back plot of a bunch of mutated kids escaped a facility 10 years ago, and now they're just trying to live their lives. And so <sighs> Jessica Alba's like this kick-ass like, um, like cat burglar in the beginning, <laughs> and she's like stealing stuff oh, from wow. rich people and like mm-hmm. giving back to like the poor neighborhoods and just things like that. Like she was dope. I fell in love with Jessica oh Alba. I'm still in love with Jessica Alba because of this. She can do no <laughs> because wrong of this. because of Dark Angel. That's so amazing. Good. How long did it run? Do you know? Two years. <laughs> wow. I actually That's just read. amazing. Oh, even better. It's from James Cameron. From Avatar's James- Titanic's James Cameron. Oh my gosh. He was like, I'm going to take a brief show. detour from making huge blockbuster movies and make a show about a half cat half human hybrid from the dystopian future that's also hip-hop themed also one last thing sorry because <laughs> listeners are like mm, give me a little bit more i'm enticed i'm enticed mm-hmm. last thing is that she goes into heat several times throughout the show <gasps> wait what <laughs> <laughs> it's so good i cannot describe that's how amazing good the show is I'm doing like a Google image search of this show, and one of the first images is Jessica Alba in a shiny coat with these like very 90s like sunglasses without any rims that are sort of wrap around, and it's epic. So good. I love how, you know, like with futuristic shows, and I'm sure I'll look back on the shows that came out now and think similar things, but when there's futuristic shows, you can always tell what era it's made in. It's like, oh, this was a dystopian future from the 80s, mm-hmm. or this was a dystopian future from the 90s. Yeah. It's like, there's still so much of our own culture in there, but it's pretty hilarious. What you got? Wow, that's a, re- that's a really good one. Okay, okay, so I know my first one was a little weird, right? Being uh, The Adventures of Sinbad from the 90s. <laughs> it's not weird, it's Can't relative. Be. Okay. <laughs> This, this one is, is going to, you know, be a little bit less we- weird. <laughs> it's called <clears throat> Muzzy in Gondoland. And if you think you've just had a stroke, you haven't. Those are all real words. Um, this show is Muzzy for short. Muzzy. And <laughs> it is, okay, you're going to think that I'm kidding, but I am not kidding. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. This is a BBC produced educational animated show that was released in a ton of different languages with simple enough vocabulary for the different like levels so that you could be like, okay, I'm an intro to Spanish, so I'm going to watch Muzzy 1 in Spanish. And it has very simple vocabulary and simple story structure. And then you can watch Muzzy 2 in Spanish. Or you can say, okay, I actually want to learn Italian instead or, or French or whatever it was. But there were like a whole bunch of, I think there were six. And you could like watch the different levels depending on how much of that language that you'd studied, and it would just teach you vocabulary and sentence structure and storyline, like you could follow the storyline and stuff. But I think part of the reason why this was so, because I watched a lot of educational stuff growing up, because homeschooled, all that. (laughs) And Muzzy I watched in Spanish and in Italian at different times, um, because we were trying to learn those languages, of course, as you do. But I think the reason why it was so impactful is because it wasn't like, oh, this is like a cute little thing, like the mom makes breakfast for mm-hmm. the dad, or, you know, like it's not stuff like it's very, very simple. It was bizarre. Muzzy is the name of this gigantic green furry creature who comes to not Earth, some planet 
in a spaceship and has all of these cool gadgets and he just like walks around um meeting people on this planet who are all like kind of like anthropomorphized animals um and who have this very weird structure of, like there's a king and a queen and then like mm-hmm. their daughter is in love with a gardener but then like the evil <laughs> wizard is also in love with the daughter but he looks like a goblin somehow and everyone else looks like mice and like rabbits and stuff like that very very bizarre um, but I, it's really good at, like, teaching directions and, uh, <laughs> and tenses and stuff like that. I still remember there was this time where, like, they're taking someone to jail and they're all chanting in Italian, like, portatelo via, which means, like, take him away. Mm-hmm. But I remember that so vividly. Yeah. I could be like, ah, portatelo via. <laughs> like, I can say take him away in Italian um, off the top of my head because of freaking Muzzy in Gondoland. So it really was, like, the Handmaid's Tale of that time. <laughs> That's what it's sounding like to you me. You get the same feeling after watching Muzzy in Italian Part 2 as you do after Season 1 of The Handmaid's Tale. Same exact feeling. Like, truly in the sunken place. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, and, like, the character would just, like, walk around saying, Sono Muzzy, Muzzy il grande. Like, I'm, I'm big Muzzy, basically. So and funny. you said it's uh, um, a bunch of mice. It's like the, the, the other characters are, some of them are mice, some of them are like dogs or rabbits. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're all different like anthropomorphized animated animals, except for Corvax, which is the name of the evil magician who looks like a goblin. I don't know why. That sounds... None of this makes any sense. I, but yeah I, yeah, I couldn't quite follow, but I mean, it's about, <laughs> it's about as um, like convoluted as Dark Angel, so... I can yes, see it is definitely as convoluted as Honestly, Dark, just Dark pair Angel. those, just do an evening, pair both of these shows together. Not only are you learning Spanish, but you're also learning bad hip hop. So it's just really, <laughs> it really is a good Exactly. Pair. You could have Dark Angels starring an extraterrestrial that's green, mm-hmm. um, which was available in the following languages French, Spanish, Italian, German, and Esperanto, because that's, that's something that people, what is that people need to learn. I, don't, I think Esperanto is like. Ooh, I don't know now, actually. I thought it was, like, a hybrid language. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Maybe not. I'm going to be so, so racist. Sprite. Oh, no, no, no. Yes, it's the most widely spoken, constructed, international auxiliary language. That did not help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, did, that went right over my head, Maddie. I read it with such authority, I also don't know what I just said. Um, we're going to find Your out. Your confidence, girl. So, this was made... <laughs> it was made... Um, by this ophthalmologist, which I don't know what that is, um, in like the 19th century, where he was just trying to make an easy, flexible language that would kind of serve as this universal second language and like foster peace and understanding. I think too, it was our way of like trying to get out of work because when you're a homeschooled kid, you can't really slack off because your parent slash teacher is there just like watching you the whole time. So we're like, oh, can we watch Muzzy? Like we, it, it helps us learn Spanish. And so we get like a break in the day to go watch Muzzy. That's that was like our way, one way of slacking off. We had a break in the day to go watch Muzzy. <laughs> right. And we like we thought we were hot shit. We're like, oh, we're watching Muzzy. And of course, my mom was like, you're also learning another language. Like this isn't really slacking off. <laughs> yeah, we would just hide under the bleachers when we wanted a little time to ourselves. <laughs> And, and take marijuanas. <laughs> yep. And drink the, the liqueurs. Okay. So lay it on me, Corby. What's another one that yeah, you I'm got? Gonna go animate it here. And I'm going to say <laughs> oh. uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog. Have you ever? Oh, I've heard of that. You yes. I've heard, heard of it. Um, Courage the Cowardly Dog is a true phenomenon of, I think, the night. I think it happened mid 90s. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that was gross. <laughs> okay. We're gonna keep we're actually gonna loop that for our new intro song. <laughs> okay, um so it's worse. <laughs> getting really mouthy. Um uh Courage Cowardly Dog was about a dog named Courage who was purple or pink. Ugh. Let me know in the comments below. Um, he was pink, I believe. <laughs> and it was basically uh, about him living in the middle of nowhere. Uh, like, if you picture, like, Kansas. I want to say it was Kansas, but I'm, I think I'm wrong. Um, and it was just, like, a house in the middle of nowhere. And it was him and Eustace was his owner and Miriam. So it was Miriam and Eustace. They were married. Older couple. Um, Eustace was... 
an asshole. Like, we're not going to sugarcoat it. He was a true asshole, uh, pretty abusive. And then Miriam was just this beautiful, loving, um, um, just a, a hell of a woman. We'll just say that. Um, but it was the creepiest show you could watch. Okay, because it sounds creepy by how you're describing it, but I'm like, maybe they'll pull out Mm-mm. of this nosedive and somehow be like a kid's show that makes Truly sense. Truly the creepiest show. Uh, every episode was very, very dark, very scary. Oh my um, gosh. I remember as a kid being like, like, turls, like, turls. <laughs> Toes curled, call, also <laughs> called turled. Um, so you would just turl up your little toes on the couch and you would be so afraid of this. But like, there was an episode, uh, there's a character called Freaky Fred who shows up and I think he's like a dentist. No, he likes to cut hair. And so he would. My gosh. And so he would like try to shave people. And I don't remember all the details of the episode, but he had this phrase or he had this word that he would say, he would call people naughty. And so he would go. Naughty. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so was this meant for children? Yes, I believe so. It was Why? True. I mean it was like ahead of its time, but it was ahead so, of what time? Like the, like it the, just, the end it of was days? very like mature. Like it it wasn't Oh for instance my, this is the this is the only show that they that they will show people when we're all in handmaid's time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it the reason why I say it's ahead of its time is because there were such plots as there was like this dog who um, wouldn't let his girlfriend go and she was a cat. And so there was like this whole plot line where she's like trying to get out and like her just helping where her. Where it's like but an abusive relationship for kids? Yes. Like, it, yeah, it's essentially like this is abuse. Like she, it might even been like a, a form of sex trafficking. Like it is watching it. You're like, holy, like what is this very scary thing? But then rewatching it, you're like, oh my gosh, like this show like really was diving into these yeah. intricate human relationships. That's crazy. Was that, that like get a popular a show for people? Like was it well known? I want to, I want to say everyone who's listening right now would have heard and probably liked this show, yeah. but I don't know how big it was at the that's time. Crazy. I just remember a lot of people knew it. Yeah, that's crazy that that, like, yeah, that, that's a kid's show, though. That's, that's nuts. the best. I'm going to have to watch it. It truly shaped how I sleep at night. <laughs> Which is with a loaded gun over my chest. <laughs> Just like a giant shotgun, exactly. Ready for everything. So how old were you when uh, you were watching that show? I don't I don't remember. I just remember it being relatively young. Yeah. Um, that sounds like a fever dream. <laughs> it might be on Amazon Prime. It is Maddie, it's worth the watch. It's it's a cultural. I'm kind of scared of it now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You have to watch some muzzy. <laughs> In Spanish or Italian or Esperanto. (laughs) Um, That's amazing. Um, That's awesome. Okay. That's a good one. Good, good cut. Um, The next one for me is one that actually I do think is relatable for people, and I'm not being facetious this time. This is The Magic School Bus. Um, Yeah, this aired from, it says 1994 to 1997, which is not that much um, Mm -hmm. if you think about it. Uh, But. Uh, such a good show. Also, so I had no idea Lily Tomlin is the voice of Miss Frizzle. I don't know who that is. <gasps> Wait, a pop culture thing that I know about? Um, Lily Tomlin is an actress who is in Grace and Frankie. Um, she also is... What else was she in? She's yes. been in some stuff. Yes. But yeah, she's right now she's in yes. Grace and Frankie. But she was also in the movie 9 to 5 in the 80s. <laughs> Um, not have known that one, but yes, I've seen her face. Yes, yes. Lily. Um, but I did. I didn't know that she was the voice of Miss Frizzle. But she does have such like this warm voice that like it does. It makes sense. Um, Do you know who's doing the new one? There's a new one. I believe there's a new cartoon. <gasps> it oh might gosh. be a limited series, but it's Kate McKinnon. What? Okay, this is amazing. So yeah, Magic School Bus was so much fun. You know, this magical teacher who takes her kids on magical vacations and shrinks them down and all of this sort of stuff. I remember there was one about, like, electrical currents where they were, like, in a doorbell trying to, like, remake a connection between two things. And, um, of course, I always loved the ones where they were, like, talking about dinosaurs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Such a good show. Also, definitely probably somewhat screwed up my idea of what people did in school. (laughs) 
because <laughs> you know is that what school kids did so school kids you? are literally on the magic school bus shrinking buses going into yep. people's eye holes yeah but like i remember i learned about like tide pools and about like mm-hmm. red blood cells and all sorts of really really cool stuff absolutely love the magic school bus also a favorite of my older sister um who is going is studying to be an educator right now so mm-hmm. super cool I, I think like shows like that are so appreciated because they they put fun, they put relatable, they put like interesting characters into this world of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And those are the things you carry for ten years because oh, totally. one, everyone knows Magic School Bus mm-hmm. and everyone remembers an episode where they're just like, Oh yeah, and then you learn things. I, I always remember the red blood cell episode. Oh, totally, so it's right? just like <laughs> it's just so it's such a good show. Yeah. No, it's so, so good. And now thinking back on it, though, it's funny that you say, like, the, the things that you remember from Magic School Bus are, like, the things that teaches mm-hmm. you. I'm like, this is why we were allowed to watch Magic School Bus, because it was <laughs> educational. My whole life is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Can you get one thing for entertainment, Maddie? I know, right? It, that was Sinbad, but that, that ended <laughs> when we I would say looked into Sinbad. There's probably some something that you were probably learning from that show. Probably some some boobies and some academia. Yep. That's the way we do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any more shows for you? I The next one I'll say is um, All That and wrapped into the Amanda show. Um, so I don't know if you've seen those shows, Mm-mm. All That and Amanda show. But I essentially it was... <laughs> so it was essentially like SNL... It was living color, but for kids. So they were sketch shows. What? It was it was like weekly sketch shows, but for us little kiddos. Mm-hmm. So like the Amanda show with Amanda Bynes. Do you know Amanda Bynes? Yes, I do know who Amanda Bynes okay. is. <laughs> so that was her show, and she would have all these characters that would reoccur in episodes, but she'd always be doing sketches. And then all that, I, because my memory is fading, I believe all that was another sketch show as well, but they were yeah. combined, <gasps> I think... Uh, not combined, but they were, um, they were like, you put these two together, essentially. Yeah. Wow. Um, so that's like, that's like, not progressive, but like, that's definitely more avant-garde or like at least mm-hmm. more experimental television to be like, we're going to do an entire sketch show, but like aimed at kids. That's awesome. Yes. It was so good. And it featured uh, such hit stars today as Keenan Thompson from SNL as oh, well. Oh, no way. And so like, that's where he and his... Um, him and his character, Keenan and Kel, where they started from all that, and then they became their own thing, and they had, like, their own yeah. movie and stuff, but... Oh, that's so cool. Um, but, yeah, So he's I just, been doing sketch comedy for literally his entire life, yes, basically. Yes, he is not that's left awesome. it behind. Like, you need to move on. Um, but, yes, I just remember that show being, like, pretty impactful, and also to see, like, brown kids on television. Sure, and to see brown yeah, kids, like, in the 90s, geez, In yeah. sketches, and, like, doing that, and they're very funny, and... It was just, like, really cool to be, like, oh, this is, like, like, you can be a brown kid and be funny and, like, write and, do, like, I don't That's know. It awesome. was just, it did was that, very Did that cool. show, did you ever wish that you could write for that show? I don't think I was, like, that or evolved that at the show. time to be, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I want to yeah. be a writer. But it sure, was sure, just, sure. like, this idea where it's, like, yeah, these, like, kids are leading, like, kids uh, probably, you know, like, 10 years older than me, tops, but, like, these kids are, like, leading like a weekly show i just felt i thought that was like that's really cool. so cool that is so cool oh, that sounds fun i want to look that up too i want to look all of these up and be like teach me our ways early 90s <laughs> mid 90s and late 90s shows okay so this next one is also okay so i'm like uncovering the reason why i watched some of these shows now which is kind of hilarious to me that i didn't know this ahead of time magic school was we definitely watched because it was educational about mm-hmm. like science and stuff like that um, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Mm-hmm. Is my next influential childhood show. Freaking teaches you about geography. This is <laughs> so such a ripoff. I just wanted some good, completely mindless stuff that will rot your brain. I was told that TV would rot your brain. All it did was teach me crap. So, <laughs> do you um, think? Do so you this... think? Well, do you think that you would want your kids to watch these same shows? Oh, totally. Um, At least, I mean, Magic School Bus and Carmen Sandiego for sure. Maybe Sinbad, I don't know. I don't know if I would show anyone Muzzy who was, like, (laughs) at the age where they could consent to not seeing that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Classic show from, ran from 91 to 95, which I didn't watch it then, obviously, because I was born in 91. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but it was this like international woman of mystery with her red trench coat and her red hat and then you'd have to like learn about different areas in the world and I think guess where she was it was some sort of game show right like this is from like the mists of time for me so this is the one I remember the least yeah. um, but I seem to recall there were like kids who were like guessing and it was kind of a game show and it was a whole thing um, but I absolutely loved it and I always was like oh, I wish they'd show more Carmen San Diego because I was kind of there for like mm-hmm. this cool storyline that she was a part of but it was like eh, I was trying to teach you things whatever <laughs> um, but I remember, like, the little song and all of that. And uh, my older sister and I used to watch that a lot together, which was super cute. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I definitely was aware of this show at the time, but I don't know if I watched much of it. Because your parents weren't super late. <laughs> <laughs> I watched boobies on Cinemax instead, but... Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and we both have master's degrees, yeah. so... <laughs> We're both doing just fine. We're both fine. We're both in therapy, if we weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to give some honorable mentions. Yes, and do then, it. Uh, then I'll do my last one. So, mm-hmm. um, more creepy shows, which is why I think I can stomach some creepy shit today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Tales from the Creep, uh, Crypt Keeper. Um, a very scary show, but he, it was another kind of, not sketch show, but like similar in that way. Um, and then Goosebumps, that was actually for kids, but still a very, very good show. That's, they're, they're Goosebumps books, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember? Yeah, it's pretty big, like, <laughs> catalog of stuff. Yeah, so this is, again, going to just a peek into my life. Mm-hmm. I was like, I remember I used to see those at the library when we used to go all the time. <laughs> well, I used to watch the TV show. <laughs> so. We'd stop watching Magic School Bus in Carmen San Diego to take a trip to the local library, um, which was also our super fun activity for times where we weren't doing work. So. Well, the library truly was, like, the most magnificent place in the oh, world it's magical. when you were a kid. Oh, yeah. Um, what section would you go to in in the in the library if you went? Um, I can now I can picture the libraries to go to. I think it was oh no because we used to always order oops our, always order our books online and then pick them up. But um, they had this wonderful like kids section in the library, mm-hmm. and I remember it just in the very back there was like this cool like theater thing that they had built into the library. Um, but like there was like a big tree back there. I don't even know. Yeah. There were people that kidnapped me and they took me in their <laughs> van for several days. And made, made me watch Courage the Cowardly Duck. <laughs> and that's why I have so much courage today. Um, but yeah, that was kind of, I, oh God, I have a lot of good memories from the library. I also have oh, memories of like dodging them because I owe them money. <laughs> Um. <laughs> <laughs> that is a funny thing about libraries like that you would charge kids late fees and stuff like that because like a little kid can't really figure out when they're supposed to return books yeah. like and i think there are some places that have been like you can read read more and then that'll like take down your balance or whatever mm-hmm. nowadays but it is kind of funny like That's the fear cool. of being like i do remember the fear though of like going up to check out a book and being like do i have a late and, like, of course I didn't, because yeah. <laughs> my mom was, be, like, very strict with us. It was, like, you're returning your books when they're due type of thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, librarians were scary for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, more shows I would just give a shout-out to, Dexter the uh, Dexter's Laboratory, um, Ed, Ed and Eddie, Hey Arnold, Rocket Power, Powerpuff Girls, um, Rugrats, which I was going to talk about, but is truly a mm-hmm. gift. And then I was going to talk about the Cosby show just because of representation, but, you know, Bill Cosby aside, the Cosby right. show was quite good. Um, yeah, yeah. In league with, like, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, like, just seeing color mm-hmm. and seeing, like, yeah, these amazing absolutely. actors and very funny actors. and Yeah, which I is think, funny, I think, too, that, like, you know, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and the Cosby show were both out. Did they overlap? I think so. Okay, because that's really interesting because I feel like nowadays – there really aren't that many shows that ha- feature that many people of color in a cast. Yeah. Like right now, what do we like? Blackish. That's one with a lot of mm-hmm. people of color in the cast, or like Fresh Off the Boat. Um, both good shows like that. But I feel like those don't have, in a way, like the cultural relevance of Fresh Prince or The Cosby Show. It's just it's so interesting that we have to label our shows what they were. Sure. And I show which was so unique, and this came out in the eighties, I believe. But like, what's what was so unique about the show was just like it was a black family existing. So it wasn't about the fact that they're black. It's just like they're just a family and they are black. I think that was what it was so groundbreaking is that 
there were so many little brown kids and families that were just watching the show and it's like this is you know this could be us and they were they were affluent in the, oh, totally. in the show but it was just like yeah the dad's a doctor the i don't remember what the what the mother did but she was just this incredible human being at all times and so it was just like it was just like mm-hmm, a very funny mm-hmm. relatable this could be us yeah. kind of show um, That's awesome. um okay Sorry, yeah. I talked a long time, but I'm going to end on Legends okay. of the Hidden Temple. Oh, I've heard of that, too. I don't know what you it is, but it? I've heard of it. It is the, <laughs> the greatest show that I wish I had. Oh, uh, another honorable mention. I'm so sorry. Um, that's a raven. Such a <gasps> hey, wait, that was one of mine. Oh. That's a oh, raven. Shoot. And the reason. Oh, no, 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 that's great. This is like a connection through time between us. <laughs> 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 Two people who were raised very, very differently. <laughs> and that's the only um, reason we saw that one, though, is because we would see it with our cousins when we visited them, because we weren't allowed to watch oh, that on our own. Yes. So it's like, such a good yep, show. Yep. It's so, so funny. So good. Um, but yes, Legend of the Hidden Temple, very quickly, it was a show where they would be in teams, I think like teams of color, like red team, blue team, and they would be sent into this temple that they had this huge staged temple and there were like people in there that would pretend to be like statues and they if they got you you lost but basically they went through this maze it was the most <gasps> intricate super like as a kid so excited to be so like, like oh my god and then they're climbing american and they're ninja doing this, warrior and they have to put kids. the pieces together yes yes mm-hmm. it was oh, that america awesome. america <laughs> it was american ninja warrior for kids that sounds awesome actually such a good show did anyone I, ever get like injured on that show um, not that they showed, but <laughs> I'm sure someone. There's like the last tapes knee, of all these you know. people who are like falling and breaking limbs. <laughs> um, but yeah, they would like put the pieces of the puzzle together, and if they got like all three or whatever, then they would win. But it was it was kind of scary because the people would mm-hmm. pop out and try to grab them. Oh, total high so stakes, excited. yeah. Yeah, and it was just the thing where, like, as a kid, I was like, I need to be on the show. Like, that's the show I'm gonna get on. <laughs> that sounds so fun. Yeah. Never down. Oh, well. If they ever revive it, I actually have no idea if they will. <laughs> that sounds super fun. That sounds awesome. They revive it. Like, like an adult man is like, yes, please let me on this show. Well, I guess kind of the equivalent, and I don't know if this show is still running, but like Wipeout, if you've I, ever I seen Wipeout. I have no Wipeout. idea what that is. Okay, so Wipeout, you would love. We actually, <laughs> like, I can imagine us spending like an evening watching Wipeout. Um, it is, it's basically a bunch of adults making you know they're like all ridiculous people they're like hi i'm john and i'm here to party and then they'll like go and you've seen like japanese game shows yes. before right yes where it's just so messed up they're right like right inside a the bubble. weirdest stuff and that's what wipeout over. Was. Oh, okay 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 is so, it yeah. also for, like from the 90s 2000s or, or is that something that's correct i think wipeout was if anything late 90s but i think it was like 2000s okay cool i cheated i'm sorry no no, no you're good um <laughs> Not all of mine are strictly from the 90s either because the next two, I guess my last two that I wanted to mention, because again, I had a really short roster of things to, to choose from. <laughs> so you never really watched TV growing up. Um, so I have a couple more things. And these these three shows um, are all shows that I only would watch when I visited my cousins and my grandparents in Houston. So this was like mm-hmm. twice a year. But we watched so little TV that like they really stick out in my mind still. Um, and it was That's So Raven. Which, of course, is a classic, super funny, just absolutely fantastic. And The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, that was a little bit later on. So I was a little bit older Uh, when we watched those. Such a good show, though. Um, Uh. And I just have all of these fantastic memories of, like, myself and all of my siblings and all of my cousins just sort of, like, piling into one of my grandparents' like guest rooms and just watching this on this little tiny TV and that we were, like, kind of sneaking away from the adults visiting and stuff like that. Um, just such great memories of watching That's So Raven and and Sweet Life um, on the Disney Channel. Maddie, sorry, this is really sending me down a spiral. I don't mean to no, go for it, spiral away. But we didn't mention Alias. <gasps> oh my gosh! Okay, Alias, because I just discovered that like two years ago. Oh, oh <laughs> see, there's okay. so many was, things yeah, yeah. from that was technically from my like that would have aired when I was yeah. a younger person that I'm discovering now. Yes. So like Alias and like gotcha. Buffy was the same way. Mm-hmm. I discovered that when I was like, at the end of college, basically. Um, just a whole bunch of stuff like that where I've kind of, like, come to it later. Mm-hmm. Or Sabrina the Teenage Witch, watch that in college as well. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that I'm kind of catching up on a little bit. I want, <laughs> if my sister's listening, dear sister, 
after all these years, I am ready to admit <laughs> and say that I'm truly sorry. Um, every morning I used to get up before school and I would watch one of the two episodes that would air of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And for the second episode, because I couldn't watch it because I had to go to the bus, I would record it on our VHSs. And I want to say sorry because I recorded over the color purple. Um, and I didn't know. I truly didn't know that it was the color purple. I saw a VHS. I needed to record the show because I was going to miss it. Oh, no. um, and I remember you being very angry at me. Rightfully so. Oh, my gosh. But um, just know I am trying to make amends, and I apologize for this devious act. This has been a very personal episode of Corby's Corrections Corner over here. Return to sender. <laughs> Back in the era where you could, like, accidentally record over movies so that you had easy. purchased. So That's easy. crazy. Um, but it was worth it. It was the musical episode, and I could not have gone without watching that. Oh, obviously, you you got to have the musical episode. Um, That's amazing. So speaking of taping things, this is actually my last uh, influential childhood TV show, because, again, we didn't have a TV, we didn't have cable, we we didn't have streaming services for most of my life growing up, obviously, because I'm slightly old. But um, our grandmother would record... Food Network shows and literally send us VHS with those because we were obsessed with the Food (laughs) Channel for some reason. All of my siblings and I were obsessed with this when we were little and we would like go to Houston and like visit my grandparents. And so my grandmother was just like did something really sweet for us and like would record Food Food Channel episodes and send them to us. That's so Um, cute. (laughs) And probably long after like there were other ways to get Food Network shows, (laughs) so she just sent us VHS. It was like a combination of her being an older person and us being like technologically very old people <laughs> so it was perfect so we would watch like really you know like classic stuff um you know back when like iron chef was really big yeah. um in like the japanese version of iron chef because it wasn't an american version for a while mm-hmm. um or like i mean i i hate to say the name paula dean because she's kind of a racist scumbag but <laughs> classic paula dean back when she wasn't a racist or when she, we didn't know she was a racist scumbag um <laughs> Or like, you know, very, very early Rachel Ray. Um, I think watching Food Network for a long time made me convinced I wanted to be a chef. Mm -hmm. So I would like go to the library and like check out cookbooks and stuff about baking. And I know I'm like practice making food and stuff, (laughs) Um, which is translated into, I mean, like obviously a love of food in general. (laughs) And I still I still do love cooking. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was my last, my last sort of influential TV show is my grandmother sending us VHS tapes of Food Network shows that she taped for us. Cute. That's so Mm -hmm. cute. Yeah. You know, grandmothers, they do great things for us. They do weird things for us and they give us baggage and on all the greatest ways. Bless their hearts. Thank you, Abuela, for the Food Network. So, yeah. So my, or this has been an interesting march down memory lane of the influential (laughs) shows from my childhoods. There's a slight difference between how relatable these two lists are. <laughs> on the one hand, we have The Adventures of Sinbad, Magic School Bus, Muzzy of, of Gondola, <laughs> The Food Network, <laughs> and just weird stuff like that. And then we have actual normal things on your side. It's okay. Um, yes. Thanks for tuning in. Are we done? Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> I, I think I'm done with my list. Yeah. Um, are we done? <laughs> are you like done now? Are you done now? <laughs> Uh, lap dogs, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Uh, please go to our Instagram. I'm so tired of saying this, but go to <laughs> go to our Instagram. We have told you a thousand times. Literally, if you don't do it, you're done. Um, so go to our Instagram, lap. Uh, damn it, uh, long awkward pause <laughs> podcast. Uh, follow us, like us, um, send us cute messages. Tell us we're pretty. <laughs> yes, slide into the DMs, whatever you need to do. Uh, we're also on Facebook. If you have suggestions uh, for topics, if you want to let us know about other cool things that are happening in your life relevant to what we're talking about, then send mm-hmm. us an email or on Facebook, but podcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, we'll be waiting for you. We would love to hear from you. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you all so much for tuning in. 
and listening to us talk about our, our childhood TV shows. Let us know, too, if any of these resonated with you. Um, I would be so freakishly impressed if someone had also watched Sinbad or Muzzy. <laughs> please tell me. Please, 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 I beg of you. Or Dark Angel, honestly. I don't know how you know popular that was, but it seems epic. So if you've watched it, you're probably cool. Yeah. So <laughs> let us know, though. Tell us if you've seen any of these or what your maybe influential TV shows were that you grew up with. Perfect. I have been your co-host, Corby. I have been your co-host, Maddie. <gasps> Goodbye. Bye. We did it. <laughs> Another episode. Yeah.